Welcome back. It's another week. It's another episode of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We are coming at you this week from Valley Vineyard, cellar dweller. I guess we're not dwelling in the cellar, though. We're upstairs in, what is this, is this called? The Cabernet Room? Is that right? Cabernet Room is the other room. The other one? Yeah. What's this one called? Does anybody know? The, the other room? Main <laughs> dining room. I don't know. Um, the wheel. The, the, the paddle, wheel room. The paddle wheel room is what I'll call it. There you go. Um, we are obviously talking cellar dweller this week um we're definitely diving deep into oktoberfest because i think that's the theme for the next two months on this show because i love the style so much and since you guys if if your abv was a little bit lower on your oktoberfest i think it would have dominated the entire competition um last week or two two weeks ago on the show um because it's freaking delicious well, thank um, you Let's let's run around the table though. Everybody introduce themselves. We've got um, uh, some distribution folks here too, because that's a whole other topic that I want to dig into today. So, uh, just starting this way, just run around the table. Everybody say hi. Say who you are and what you do. I am Michael Amon from Adina Distributing. I am Adam Quackenbush, one of the assistant brewers here at Cellar Dweller. I'm CJ Cassettis. I am the head brewer here at Cellar Dweller. And I'm Marco Pania, and I'm an assistant brewer. And then I'm Kyle Holy Cross, and I'm also with Adina Distributing. Perfect. So everybody can recognize your voices now, hopefully. <laughs> I think it's always confusing when you listen to a show, and there's all these voices coming at you, and you can't tell who's who. Um, let's, let's start by drinking something, though, because that's um, what we do on the show, and because it's been a long day, and I want to drink some beer. From the beer fridge. And to be honest, that's why I think we started a beer podcast in the beginning was just to sit around and drink beer. So um, absolutely. Uh, you guys want to start with this one, or yeah, do you yeah. Wanna, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, you guys poured me a beer right when I walked in the door. Um, it's hazy as hell, fruity and delicious. What am I drinking? This is our uh, Governor Morrow. It is our new double New England IPA. I actually just kegged it today, so it, it is super fresh. It was it's brewed with um, Azaka, Equinox, and um, Jarillo hops. It's it's awesome. It's delicious. The um, the I guess the the Morrow theme is uh, the New England hazies. At the you know is that kind of how it's settled into now. You have um, Mary Morrow was the the first one, um, and then there's one on the shelf right now that I saw that's yeah, uh, someone. someone named Morrow. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then this one is Governor Morrow. Is that right? Exactly. Um, it's great. It's a uh, I think. When you first came, and we probably talked about this a little bit on the last time you were on the show, which um, volume four, episode one, off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, if anybody wants to kind of hear more about that, that was pretty soon after you kind of you joined on here. Um, we talked about uh, you guys coming in kind of quickly off of that with this New England IPA, which was still there were a lot of places trying it, a lot of places failing pretty hard at making good New England's, and you guys came in really strong with some some really awesome stuff. And this suit right with that, it's uh, one of those beers that I I, I, don't, I don't let me try to word this the right way. Not that it's surprising to see it come out of Cellar Dweller, especially now after we kind of are starting to see who you guys are. But um, there is some kind of a stigma around being in a winery that's been around since 1970 that the beer is going to be second to everything else and so when you come out with a style like a new england or you know like this this double it, it might be a little surprising to some people at how great it is 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. Does, no, does we, that we come see, off the right way. Yeah, no, we we see it. That's just the way it is. Um, it's been a great. It's got a great name. Valley Vineyard's been around forever, and everybody knows it. It's in every. You know, the wines in the Kroger's. It's everywhere. Right. It's, and we're just we're not even a quarter of the size of the winery, but we you know we do what we can with what we have and try to put out the best beer that we can. Well, and, and all that has shifted and changed a little bit here in the last couple of months with you guys signing on to Adina and it being a whole lot easier for us to find your beer around town now. Um, I know for a lot of people that live wherever there may be, um, Morrow might be a little bit of a haul for you. Yeah. And uh, I think even for people who live kind of on this side of town, sometimes it seems like it's a haul to get out here. So being able to get that beer in stores, I think, is, is, is critical for people to form that relationship with the brand or the brewery, whatever you want to consider it. And um, getting on with Adina is is going to be fantastic, I think, as uh, people who maybe have heard about it, never tried it, whatever it may be, but to be able to form some kind of relationship with it. But this beer is awesome. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's been great for us, too, to, uh, to get their beer out there and to have, uh, you know, get their beer on the shelves and to see that, the kind of reaction from people like, oh, wow, you know, I remember Cellar Dweller, and I'm, you know, glad to get their beer in cans. Right. Um, what else have you guys made lately that you're excited about? Now we're going to try a few of them here as we go on, but. Well, uh, well, we certainly made the Oktoberfest, which you covered right. uh, in a, a show two weeks ago. Uh, so we're super proud about that. Um, you know, in uh, this New England, uh, we've already uh, got some uh, plans uh, going forward with some, some cool new uh, newer beers. Uh, as far as on tap with, uh, right now, um, I mean, it's, it's pumpkin season, so we have a bourbon barrel-aged pumpkin uh, that is, that's on tap. Matter is that of fact, what's in the... Yeah, we'll, yep, we'll, that's we'll what's in the that picture. In just a few minutes. Yep, <laughs> that's what's in the picture. Um, and then some beers uh, that you know aren't aren't that sexy of a style i mean we have uh, an irish red on tap which we're really really proud of uh that we brought back uh after you know a, a, a hiatus of about six months um you know we're we're really proud about that beer we've got some uh variants that are going to go on for our Oktoberfest. which if if anybody has been if anybody came to the june festival which a lot of people did but for those of you who did <laughs> Uh, many of those are, are coming back, you know, those sort of one-off uh, different beers um, that really we just had such a, a cool uh, following for from that. You know, we we heard, hey, can we have that margarita beer? Yeah, yeah we're bringing it back. Hey, can we have that raspberry tart? Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, so, I mean, along with the staples that you know from uh, Cellar Dweller, you know, so. Well, let's go ahead and let's jump into the Oktoberfest, the festival that's coming up. That's on... Um, the 15th and the 14th, right? Yep. Which uh, is, depending on when you're listening to this, in a, a week or so. Right. <laughs> you know, the time frame is always goofy on a podcast. If you're listening to this late in September, I'm sorry you missed it. Wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> or wait until um, the, uh, the Summer Wine Festival, I think, is um, something that when people read it online or see something about it, don't realize that it's there's a lot of beer going on too at the same time it's a it's a summer festival of all things valley vineyards which includes cellar dweller it's not just wine exactly yeah, so we, we we actually added um uh 20, 20 more beer taps outside because we were we were getting just bombarded with just that one small beer section 
So we've got 38 beer taps outside now Lord. for these festivals. <laughs> two lines now. Yeah, so you have two lines now. It keeps uh, it's keeps the lines down instead of having to wait in line for two hours just to get one <laughs> pint. Um, you guys have all of the traditional stuff that we've come to expect from an Oktoberfest. You know the. Uh, pretzels and sausage and i heard something about wiener dog races happening and all kinds of stuff like that it's it's gonna be um a traditional oktoberfest celebration yeah it's well it's gonna be you know it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a party um it's gonna be music uh live music we'll have a dj when there's not live music uh we hope to with with that DJ, we're going to hope to get a lot of crowd participation, you know, and engagement, and, and just enjoying uh, the enjoying company, you know, and, and, and great beer, um, and of course, wine will be served as well. Um, but really, I mean, since it's the first year we're doing this, you know, we're we're going in, you know, it's it's going to be an Oktoberfest. It's going to have ac uh, activities, but what we want is to be able to have it to where it can be bigger and better, you know, for the next several years to come. And, and then really establish what we hope is going to be something that everybody really puts on the calendar that they have to be at. Right. I mean, in a city like Cincinnati, it's hard to take something like Oktoberfest and put some kind of new spin on it, which is, I think, what everybody has to do. Everybody has to kind of feel it out and kind of find their way to make it their own thing and um with valley vineyards being you know where it is and have the environment that it does like it's it's prime to create a festival like that that does have its own kind of personality to it and its own experience versus you know being downtown on third street or whatever you know in the middle of all of that drinking beer on a street you know like it's just it's 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 ready for something different well it, and Kind of slightly veering off from the festival aspect of it, um, when we were talking with Michael and Kyle from Medina about, you know, our brand and, and some of the some of the beers that we were really proud of. I mean, they were seasonal beers. We talked about uh, we talked about our, our pumpkin beer. We talked about our Christmas ale. Um, we told them about how quickly we ran out of it. And then when the idea was brought up that we were going to have an Oktoberfest, um, we got a very positive response from from michael and kyle uh about the beer and so we brewed it and we said okay we're going to make the commitment to put it in the packaging uh and so when we did that you know and, and thankfully not only did adina respond but apparently the accounts are responding too because they picked up some more today so mm -hmm. we're, we're really happy about that and seasonals and I, and maybe this is where michael can hop in or kyle can hop in i mean seasonals are are, are tricky because if if you know, people were upset three weeks ago when they saw pumpkin beer out on the shelves. <laughs> I mean, upset about what? You don't have to buy it. Right. I mean, just because it's there, you don't have to buy it. The people who are mad that pumpkin comes out too early do not buy pumpkin <laughs> when, it, when, it's a, when it's appropriate, quote unquote. Right. They, right. they never buy it. They just <laughs> complain about it. So don't listen to them. Pumpkin is one of those <laughs> polarizing things. I don't, I don't, you don't get as much of that with Oktoberfest, though, which I think is fine. You do get some people, oh, it's August. Why is there an Oktoberfest? And you know, I to, might have to, heard that on to, the show. A couple to me, <laughs> Oktoberfest is very much 
it starts in August and, you know, goes until October. But um, pumpkin, for some reason, people get really angry about it and, like, very loudly angry. And, like, it's this really polarizing thing. But then you've got this other group of people that just freaking love that style. And, um, you know, again, a couple weeks on the show, we talked about it a little bit. You know, there was a huge onslaught of pumpkin beers, you know, five or six years ago, whenever it was. And it seemed like everybody had one on the shelf. And then the next year, there just weren't any because everybody was afraid to make it again because all of those sat for a while. And so I'm happy to see them kind of returning a little bit and starting to see some of that comeback because I am a pumpkin beer fan. You made a mm-hmm. comment before about having the, the beer after season. Yeah. You know, so who wants a pumpkin beer when it's Christmas sale time? Yeah, that's so, exactly right. And, you know, when it comes to... Get it out you early. Know, with, from these guys, you know, it doesn't matter when, um, if some guy is saying, oh, yeah, wow, I can't believe that this stuff's coming out so early. Like, no one's going to not drink a beer three weeks later and say, oh, it came out too early. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to partake in that beer because it wasn't, didn't come at the right time. You know, it's, um, and it is the case that you're never going to sell a pumpkin beer after Thanksgiving. It's not going to happen. And you're going to have a very hard time selling it, frankly, after Halloween. And same deal with Christmas. Like, you try to sell that December 26th, see what happens. You know, it's... Is there a difference, and, you know, you guys would be the ones to ask about this, mm -hmm. if you, you naming-wise, if you call something a pumpkin ale versus a fall ale versus harvest versus whatever else you want to call it, or kind of along with the Christmas Uh, thing. We were talking about that, actually. And, yeah, I mean, you can call something a winter ale, and it's going to sell about as well in January and February as if you called it a Christmas ale. It's, to me, like people just after... After December, there's just not going to be, uh, from a business perspective. Do you think that's the same be, with pumpkin? Um, yes, I, I do. Um, I mean, pumpkin, it's, I would not, I don't think there's very many beers that hide the fact that they put pumpkin in there. So I, I'm trying to think of the example of <laughs> but something. if that, yeah. somebody wanted to. <laughs> what is that? Fl- oh. oh, that's pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and so to that, to that point, what we did was, uh, you know, even though Adina's, been a great partner for us i mean we did not decide to package pumpkin uh and and this was a decision made very early on in the year we we weren't going to do that uh and that was we, a decision made before even we we signed on with adina it was made probably heck january yeah and, and so we took we took some of our beer and we aged it in bourbon barrels and we knew we were going to have a very limited supply when we kegged it. And we said, you know what, let's, let's just make that all that we're going to have available. Let's, let's not do a fresh brew of pumpkin and, you know, have it next to a bourbon barrel aged beer uh, that was pumpkin. Um, so we just, yeah. I'm, I'm also curious if that changes it for people, the, the anti-pumpkin people and, you know, when November 1st rolls around, oh, can't drink my pumpkin anymore. I wonder if having a bourbon barrel version, if that changes it for them. Like, that's the stuff that, that I'm curious about. And I don't it, know. It changed the beer dramatically. I mean, it, it, it took the beer from a strong pumpkin beer. Because this, this beer was brewed for last pumpkin season. And at the end of the end of that season, well, we, we should we should drink it while we're talking. Yeah, about it. this is silly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So the end of the end of that season, we took whatever residual kegs we had left and filled how many bourbon barrels we could fill, and just let it age for about six to seven, seven months. months. I think it was seven months. And um, 
came up with this. And it, I mean, it, this beer was brown, like a golden brown, um, when it was just straight up pumpkin. And if you notice the color now, it's, it almost has a, like a porter-esque or a stout color to it almost. And I would assume that's, you know, it came from the, the charring of the barrel. And the other thing that's unique about this beer, and I guess if we want to say is unique to us in our environment, is that the bourbon barrels, having a bourbon barrel isn't, isn't unique if, if you have a barrel aging program, which, I mean, to, to say that we have one is, is being very generous. But what we do have are bourbon barrels because our, our winemaker puts mead in them, and then we will release bourbon barrel aged mead. So what we did was we took the barrels after he had aged his mead and then aged. Right. So the mead the was dumped. Beer. The mead was dumped, say, on a Monday. We filled these on a Tuesday. So that, I mean, so you're going to get some of that mead characteristic in it too. So it's it's a it's a really complex beer. Yeah. See, I feel like if you didn't if you didn't call this a pumpkin beer, yeah, you wouldn't. I really feel like there's a lot of people that would drink it, and and even the anti-pumpkin people Absolutely. would drink this. But oh, this mm-hmm. is great. This is delicious. This is kind of a. It's just it's like a spiced. It's, you mean there's a little bit of spicing there, some like cinnamon notes to it, some nutmeg, and just some some of that characteristic pumpkin to this it. Is, but it's really really slight. This now. is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Very fun beer. I feel the anti-pumpkin people, if they had a podcaster, that would be amazing content. Or (laughs) or a Cincinnati Facebook page, that would be also amazing content. (laughs) The Greater Cincinnati Anti-Pumpkin Anti-Pumpkin Yes. (laughs) That's right. This is is awesome. Um, I feel like sometimes people say things just because it gets... A reaction and then that kind of builds on itself and it just becomes people who are loud yelling with each other to be loud just to be loud and I don't know it, I, I can't understand why somebody would drink this and say that it can only be consumed in October <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me I feel like this would be a fun one I know you guys made the decision not to package it but this would have been a fun one in some kind of bottle that could be stashed away in a cellar for a while and yeah, and so that's an, an entirely separate subject is, is bottling beers. I mean, I know for people who are aware of the brand uh, that years ago that, that many of the beers were available in bottles, um, that's something that, and then we talked about in the last podcast we did last year that, I mean, we moved away from bottles. And, you know, we had, we had talked about um, doing a very limited supply it of, was never, of bottles. It was never bottles for... The, the the purpose of some kind of cellaring capacity. It was it was bottles by necessity at that time, and then just kind of kept going. Yeah, yeah we, we talked about putting this in bombers or twenty two ounce bottles, but we I mean it, we yielded maybe seven half barrels total of this beer, so it, right. we pretty much made the decision. Now nah, we're just going to sit on it and you know let let Adina take a few and place it in specialty accounts, and uh, we'll serve the rest out of here. It's uh it's. It's great. I, um, maybe next year I'm going to do some kind of great pumpkin beer show down because <laughs> by yourself in the studio, <laughs> just me with a mirror, with uh, with the thumping around upstairs of my kid running around because she won't go to bed. <laughs> I'll show up if you want. This is this is great. I love this. Um, this this would make a nice 750 cork and cage kind of thing. I, I, I don't mean, know. If we thought about it. Thought about it. I would be really yeah. curious to see how it developed over time because like there is a, there is a lot of sweetness going on there from I assume from the pumpkin from from some kind of you know mm-hmm. it, yeah. I would be curious how that kind of 
changes over time and how that more of that bourbon comes out maybe or less. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. the, the, the fun of it to me is seeing something that you don't know what it's going to do. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the relationship with Adina a little bit um, since they're here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> talk about the decision to, um, to sign on to a distributor. I think that's um, with Cellar Dweller there's something about it that is extremely local in in its in its nature because you're at the winery here and a lot of what this is about is coming here and drinking here and being here in this atmosphere um what is what how is that thought process to decide that we need to start getting our beer out there is it to get the beer out there for people is it to bring people in here what is just talk about some of the thought process a little bit Really, it's the whole idea is to get just some just some brand awareness um, to to draw people here because we have a full we have a full scale restaurant that we have. I mean, no, not many people know that. Right. Um, we also do the the weekend cookouts, which I mean, there's a decent amount of people that are familiar with that. But then, if you enter, if you came in here on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday when we had the cookouts, or just Friday or Saturday, if you came in on one of those days and, and asked them before they even came to the door, did you know they have a brewery attached to this winery? I'd say 90% of them would not know that we even exist. Right. So the whole idea is to, to get us out in the marketplace and then they'll see the, the name, oh, Valley Vineyards. Wow, that's, they have a brewery too? And then that's, that's the whole idea. Because we, we were with a distributor previously, but they were mostly based up in like Columbus and right. not, not so much the Cincinnati market, which kind of didn't really help us because no one was coming down here to, to grill their steaks on a, on a Saturday night and from Columbus. Yeah, and, it was fun to see the Columbus check-ins you know that people at wherever yabo tacos is really enjoyed our beer but i mean they weren't going to come and it most of the time they, they probably wouldn't come tomorrow to to grill a steak uh so finding somebody or finding a way to get our to get our beer out there was was really what we were looking for um and i mean luckily we had uh a connection with uh, Kyle because uh, Kyle was familiar familiar with our brand and our beer, uh, you know. And so, you know, we reached out to Kyle and said, "Hey, uh, maybe we could talk to Michael and sit down and you know see what you guys thought." And um, that happened. And I mean, I, I know that they wanted to carry our beer, but I, I don't know how much of the of the talk, you know, from between Michael and Kyle. I, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything that you you know, want to elaborate on or, or, you know, that maybe that we didn't know that we were bringing to the table that we did. I don't know. Um, you guys have actually kind of blown me away since, I mean, when Kyle first reached out, I wasn't really as familiar with what you guys were doing here. And I didn't know either of you two. Um, and what was very fortunate, uh, when we came here, I mean, all the beer was great, you know, just connecting with you two guys and right. kind of getting a sense that you really wanted to grow this brand and re really invested in it, that really helped make me, you know, convinced. Because we were, I told Kyle, like we're not really looking to add another local brewery at the time. And thank goodness we did. I mean, you guys kill it now. It's <laughs> It's fantastic. It's awesome. It's, it's nice to same. have. You know, we, yeah. Uh, hats off to, to Dina. What what we've done. That Marco was saying earlier. He told you this, but we we our our numbers. So we doubled our production in the first two quarters of this year just based off of them carrying, picking up our product line. So for what we brewed all of last year, we did in the first two quarters of this year. 
So what we're brewing now is just over and above what we've already done for the last for and 2018. Craft beer is dying. <laughs> it's insane. Well, we I mean we're pulling our hair out because we can't keep up. It's crazy. Yeah, and well, and when we say we can't keep up, it's it's the the it's a great problem to have and. He's only asked for maybe a keg that we haven't been able to provide for him, um, and that was just because it it, it was actually Mary Morrow, uh, mm-hmm. which is certainly a, a favorite of ours. Uh, but that is, you know, it's one of those problems that breweries run into, especially super small breweries like we are. Um, one of the major hops in that beer is Citra, and we don't contract Citra. Uh, well, which, we we did. We had it. In, we had it, but we used our because we. we doubled our production we went through our allotment in the first two quarters of this year so so, so we were sorry like, about that so we couldn't <laughs> yeah, no, no apologies necessary so so we actually we had to put that beer on hold until we can you know purchase a, a, a new bit of governor citra. which isn't it a is bad it? thing because it's allowing us to do because if say we had enough citra to produce Mary Morrow for the rest of the year, we would just would have continued proving or you know brewing Mary Morrow. And right, we, there wouldn't we, have been there someone named Morrow. A... There wouldn't have been Governor Morrow. Right. It would have been the same beer. Well, and, and part of I think part of what New England IPA fans like is that every <laughs> once in a while there are different there, there's there's different hops. There's different there's those right. little those little fruity differences that is uh, is that the case no i don't know that's why i said ha- i think that hazy that? ipa people like I don't, like I don't variety, know. I, variety. <laughs> I, well, I don't know if it's i don't know if i don't know if it's it actually the everything. drinkers that are demanding that or if it's um the breweries that are forcing the drinkers into that i i don't it, know it is I bet it's some not both. the latter i will tell you that <laughs> it could be a little bit of both it, it might be a little bit of both some of those hops yeah. are next to impossible to get so you mean you figure you get to a certain point if you're out of your allotment what are you going to do either go out and ask for favors or you're going to ask for open spot hops and you're going to pay an arm so, for them so give us an example of you asking for a favor <laughs> um <laughs> How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but you you do see breweries, be it um, on a, on a bigger scale like Sierra Nevada or something, having a lot of success with Hazy Little Thing, mm-hmm. which stays the same, or you know locally, um, Braxton with Tropic Flare. You know, like these these brands that are the same. But then at the same time, you got Braxton at the labs putting out something different every month. I, I don't that, know. That I, is I, true. I have no idea. I, I, I don't it, understand trends and why they exist. It is kind of a chicken or the egg <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I do think that breweries have kind of met the consumer where they are uh, when it comes to asking for something new. But it's also the case that brewers have kind of trained their consumers that something new is going to come out. And sometimes... It's because they want to bring something new out, and sometimes it's because their hop contract has expired, and now it has to be a different beer. Well, and so the the, the hazy thing started with with Hetty Topper, right? Which doesn't change. No, it doesn't. No, and that's I, a good that, point. That's a I, like I, I it's just funny, like, and that's a great beer. Where and did where did this where did this where did it start that it had to be something? different all the time even you know you look at the, the big ones that people are trading for it's you know the, the tree house and stuff like that yeah. that isn't well, I mean, a ton it's, of it's different recipes what is it hoof and tree house they have different varieties all the time so 
but I mean, they still have the same the staple. stuff you're seeing from it's it's those those few staples through. that you're seeing that they're rotating through. So it's, it might be the exception that proves the rule, though, because you're seeing most breweries are producing you know an insane amount of skews. The like the amount of times I have to enter a new item into <laughs> our system, into our system, we have ten breweries right now. The amount of times I have to enter a new item into our system, it's crazy. Is it? Is it easier or with some of your breweries than others, though? Like, there are, there are some breweries that probably don't have a ton of different SKUs. Well, you know, Randy at Wooden Cask is probably mm-hmm. a good example of somebody that does not have a ton of different SKUs coming out all of, you know. It, you know I mean, for now, he's, you know. <laughs> I, don't know I, I, I feel safe to say that Randy is pretty, uh, pretty stable in what he uh, <laughs> likes to make and will put out. But then you have other breweries, you know. Not necessarily on your roster, but you know, Listerman or yeah. well, even Listerman. I don't know how many different SKUs they have. They it may all kind of fall into one that's just rotating, and I, I don't know. I don't know um, how that. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I mean, the, every time you change a beer's name or something about the beer, that would change. You know, kind of a, it's what that beer is. So we we change that every time. Um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, there are breweries that I think are able to succeed with. A few items. I mean, I don't think that there is, you know, a necessarily that you have to always have something new every week. I know I was talking to someone today, like, oh yeah, we, you know, released three beers last week. You know, um, that's but that has worked for some people, and it's there are people who just want to grab a six pack of the same thing every week, and there are people who don't want to drink the same beer twice. And both those people's money are just as good as anyone else's. Well, our Blondale was off tap for two weeks, and mm-hmm. we just we just retapped it. So everybody, come on down for some Blondale. <laughs> not the same. Oh darn! It's not the same thing. <laughs> let's let's new release at Cellar Dweller, Cellar Blues back on draft. It's back, back on draft. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's talk about what is not on draft right now. That we just drank a bunch of cans or yes. poured a bunch of cans of, as you guys could hear. <laughs> oh, um, Oktoberfest. Talk about uh, kind of the, how the decisions were made in making this the way you did. Uh, what we learned a couple weeks ago on the show, drinking a bunch of Oktoberfest is if somebody says they're making an Oktoberfest beer, I don't know what that means anymore. Sure. Try salad oils. It's the best. There is such a huge spectrum so within here, Oktoberfest. Here's what happened. I, we were told in um, uh, May that we wanted to host an Oktoberfest in September. So, so May, whatever date that was, I think it was probably early, early May. So let's say it's called May 3rd. And so May 3rd, we started researching and researching and researching and just kind of just, just, just digging through, um, I don't know, just I, like I like to, I don't know if it is acceptable or not, but I, this is what I like to do. So when I create a recipe for a beer, I like to look at, you know, hundreds of recipes that are out there. So I'll get on the computer, look, go through books, go through whatever, and just kind of dig through a bunch of recipes. See, oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I like that. This, you know, this is kind of, yeah, I kind of dig that. This is, these hops, yeah, you know, this, and I just kind of take some from what I like and something I don't like and kind of blend and merge and come up with some sort of a, of a recipe. What do you like about Oktoberfest? The style beer? Yes. Um... When you, you when you describe your perfect Oktoberfest, how do you figure out what that is? To me, I, I like I like a little bit of heat, and I like and I like the, the, I like the caramel roasty malts. 
So I kind of, I'd like to, basically I wanted to have a roasted caramel flavor with a little bit of alcohol heat. Well, the only way to achieve that was to go outside of the style to boost the ABV. And I did that to, and added a little more, uh, a little more roasted malts to it to, to give it some of that burnt caramel-esque flavor. Um, and that's kind of, that's, that's kind of my take on an Oktoberfest. So, I mean, I used to drink, I used to drink a ton of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Um, before I even found craft beer necessarily, and and that's kind of that that was kind of my my base point for this beer, but I also wanted a little more heat, and I also wanted a little more sweetness and a little more roastiness, and that's what we came up with. It's it, yeah. again we we talked about it a couple weeks. Ago. I love this beer. I think it's awesome. Um, it is a little higher ABV, which is the only reason that um, it didn't make it further in my bracket or whatever the hell we were doing on Oktoberfest show. Um, and if nobody had told me, if I hadn't looked, it probably would have made it. And then I, <laughs> because it is so good. It, um, it has, like you said, that, that roastiness to it, but it still finishes really dry. And so that kind of makes me want to keep drinking it, which to me, um, I think is what I have figured out. I want from Oktoberfest is something that every time I take a, a swig of it, I want to keep going. I want another one and another one and another. I want it to make me want to keep drinking. Right. And what I do, like for, for me, Oktoberfest, I see sitting next to a fire, mm-hmm. like or sitting next to your fireplace in the fall. And that's kind of my take. Like this beer is perfect for that. It's perfect it for is. some it, sort of just like a fireside. My struggle. Drinking. My struggle. Is, I actually, when I think Oktoberfest, I think football. Like sitting sure. on a Saturday or a Sunday. And depending on who your sports team is, a seven percenter is a great <laughs> might, way to drown your sorrow. Well, if you if you watch this if you watch Ohio, guy over Ohio Ohio <laughs> professional football, that's that's you know this is a great beer. Oh, for yeah, that. This, is, this is a great forget Sunday football beer. Sure, <laughs> except for in Cleveland, not this year. Maybe not. I'm not trying to brag about that. Oh, I think they're going to need this a whole lot. (laughs) They're going to need that. Cleveland's going to need some Oktoberfest. Their their expectations are too high now. (laughs) They're going to need some 7% alcohol Oktoberfest. They they might as well have a great beer. No, but as a a true Browns fan, a true Browns fan doesn't have high expectations because we're Browns fans and we know not to do that. Maybe maybe we need some cellar dweller. What are they? The celebration fridges? What were they called? Oh, yeah. 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 It's the opposite. Victory fridge. This will be in the opposite of the victory fridge yeah it is the case i mean this is a great american craft beer oktoberfest i mean if you want a traditional oktoberfest i mean people import them from germany every year you can buy them everywhere enjoy those but i think this one if you want to have that little bit bolder flavor i think this is a perfect encapsulation of that it's 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 delicious I think I think it leads like so it lends more to to American style as well. So I, like I've traveled in England, traveling in Germany, um, you tend to see lower ABV beers, not as bold, not as more, not as much flavor. Uh, you still get a lot of flavor out of some of those English bitters, but they're, but they're you know they're four four point three four point four percent, and we've always kind of you know six and a half seven percent is is I think is a good American. St- number that's what we go that's kind of what the most consumer expects so that's that's the norm or the average i think or the flat line well we've, well, we've said on the show a lot that sessionable is whatever you want it to be as sure. long as uh you keep drinking it i'm, I'm <laughs> world traveled as well i mean through morrow through mason <laughs> and you know montgomery and what i have done is i have recently picked up two different uh six packs of imported Oktoberfest and uh I will tell you that most of the two of them that I have have a very distinct 
um, uh, uh, flavor profile, which uh, is, it has that almost type of Heineken sort of like uh, almost yeasty. Skunk? skunk. Yeah. <laughs> skunk. 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 Uh, which uh, may be desirable in Germany. Uh, and they were fairly fresh. I mean, the import process for that kind of stuff, and maybe Michael knows more. I mean, Michael would know more than I do because all I do is pick up a six pack and look at the date. Um, but uh, the places that I bought them from were very happy about how fresh they were. Mm. And uh, I still have three each out of the six pack because I just preferred to drink mine. And I, I mean, it's not because I, you know, paid re retail for theirs and retail for mine, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's because I prefer. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, that's pretty true on almost any style or any any type of beer for me anymore that, <clears throat> that even if um this is not what a german brewery would make i'm gonna pick something like this up nine times out of ten over what they would just because it tastes better like i i you know i know that's probably sacrilegious and i'm gonna get an email from a couple of you that are german nuts but um it just tastes better. Like there's there's something about that the be it the, the the freshness on a lot of cases, be it whatever that other thing is that you've encountered with stuff. You know, like there's there's something about that process getting beer over here that just doesn't lend to making it taste good. <laughs> I I'll be frank, I, I love the German Oktoberfests. Uh, I'm a huge fan of them. Whatever oh, the bottles too. are, I'll you know, we'll we'll trade for them here. <laughs> we can do but that. but the, here's here's the thing, like uh, traditional German Oktoberfest, like you're, no one in Cincinnati is going to do better than Eyinger or Polliner. Like, just to be frank, that's no, like, that's, it, it, right. at that style. <laughs> I, so why not do something that's more suited towards I, American tastes? I do disagree sure. even with that statement, though, too, that okay. that somebody locally couldn't do it better than Eyinger or Polliner. But just to me, and 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 also, I'm probably a different beer drinker than somebody else may be. I, mm -hmm. I grew up on craft beer. It, like this was, this was, you know. I will go ahead. I don't. Uh, I'm going to cut you off. When you know, I, I I love the German Oktoberfest festivals, German style Oktoberfest festivals here in Cincinnati. But I'm still finding whatever that local tap is, I, because to me it just it tastes better. Even some of the ones that are trying to be more German like. I, I don't know. I, I want to give a shout out to so. And the way that uh, the way that CJ does his research, I mean, with the reading and the internet, I do that as well. And then I, I you know, seek out uh, videos and documentaries. And I, I was watching a documentary uh, two days ago on Oktoberfest, and I tell you that Oktoberfest beer that I was looking at in, in this documentary looks spot on to what Sonder was pouring over there. And I had a liter of that Sonder beer and it went down super easy. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know Sonder was the first beer kicked out of your Oktoberfest. I felt you know, so thing. bad about that too. <laughs> but, <laughs> because it's awesome, it's, it's delicious. It is really, really good. And those guys over there know what they're doing. And, and this isn't a Sonder podcast, I just wanted to say. We've got that in they, a couple weeks. Well, <laughs> well again, they, are, right? they are doing a, an Oktoberfest as well, which we're part yeah, of. Yeah. So it's, we we're a be, part of. We will be which at the Oktoberfest. Which Dino will be dropping kegs recording. off to. Yeah. Absolutely. I hate to see our line longer than theirs. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's what we hired. But it would be. I will play Might that be. clip he, for them this, too. He, he's, well, he's the muscle. He's the muscle of this place. I mean, he's like six feet and gigantic. But to me, that's that's what makes Oktoberfest so difficult and so fun. Is that what what are you shooting for? Are you shooting for something that's more like this or? Um, you know, a whole different example, Franz from from Rheingeist, which is a whole different beast. Who? It, it's this, this little brewery, and oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but they're they're very different, non non traditional, or non. I don't even want to say traditional because at this point tradition has changed. But um, non non anger, whatever it is you're shooting mm-hmm. for, versus Sonder or whoever it may be that you know they're, they're shooting for that more traditional for lack of a better word kind of oktoberfest or fest beer kind of thing um i don't know it's it's a fun style because it means something different to every single person and uh, it makes it really hard to do an oktoberfest uh showdown well, <laughs> so, not only, so we're gonna have beer so our oktoberfest we have beer at uh the mason oktoberfest which is saunders uh oktoberfest and then we're gonna be at um Lebanon's Oktoberfest. Now, I don't know what we're pouring there, right, but because we're going to be at Lebanon's Oktoberfest. We are, hey, uh, Michael, by the way. I do need to know this. We'll, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll tell you, but we don't know what we're pouring it because they wanted Oktoberfest as well, but you guys, have, you, you've blown through our draft allocation, and what we have after, this, after our festival is what we'll have left, and there probably won't be any. Um, it probably will go out after the I – mean, it'll go during – Probably middle of Saturday, it'll be out of Oktoberfest. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Um, That'll be so awesome. No, don't Which be is sorry. Fine. That'd we, be we, so awesome because to it's, not have it's, it on draft after Oktoberfest. Yeah, because it's a seasonal <laughs> beer, so we'd be happy to be out of it. Um, so who knows what we'll put on for Lebanon Festival? Pelabini. Yeah, a margarita shandy. It's, it's also yeah, yeah. margarita shandy. <laughs> I tell you, Governor those Morrow, people Governor in Lebanon loved yeah. the margarita shandy. It's also fun, though, that Cellar we, blues. we yeah. still live in this world where. You know, with all of the quote-unquote trendy styles that are that are happening and popular, you can sell out of an Oktoberfest. And like, uh, I, I was shocked. I was, I, I was but shocked. I, you're not the only one that I've heard that from. Like everybody's having that issue. Like, oh my God, we sold way more Oktoberfest than we thought we were going well, to. It's I was only going to brew package pumpkin. <laughs> I was like, well, hold on now. Not because we're sold out. It's still available in cans. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael well, can I tell mean, us exactly where to get that. Well, just barely. I mean, uh, yeah. le- legally, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but we're almost out of cans. I mean, it is insane. I, I we were almost. I was almost going to just do, just brew a half batch of this because I thought I don't want to be stuck with this. You know, we have you have a basically a month and a half selling time frame for Oktoberfest, and um, well, we decided to package it and have some for draft and did a full timbrel batch, and it's gone. It's a two and a half month selling time frame <laughs> if you get it in the middle of July. July. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. Well, we didn't. We didn't do that. Well, that's you know, that's Michael's thing. Is he, he thinks for us in that regard? It was ready. It the was ready. Is, our kenning line was our kenning run was a little. A little what, what was that? Browns. I'll say the best part is we, we did this with, with two sales reps. Mm-hmm. Are you including Michael? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we now have three sales reps. He's. But at, yeah. well, but at the time, yes. yeah. But at the time, yes, yeah. So, um, let's let's since we tried to a little bit ago and then kind of got sidetracked. Let's dig back into Adina a little bit. When we had you guys on the show last time, which off the top of my head was Volume Four, Episode Twenty. Mm-hmm. See right before that? Winter Beer Fest. <laughs> Four Twenty. <last year. laughs> um, you guys, I does think, that mean something? <laughs> oh no, never mind. 
<laughs> Isn't it like Hitler's birthday or something? Too? Oh, oh, oh. Just, oh. just saying. This podcast got dark. <laughs> that's the only other things I know about 420 is obviously the thing everybody knows. And then, uh, which will be another podcast one day, I'm sure. Yeah. If, uh, then Gnome's going to have another one. Gnome. When Ryan guys gets their thing together, <laughs> the Gnome's going to have three different <laughs> podcasts. Token with the Gnome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honey, I'm not going to do that. If you're, you're listening to this episode, don't worry. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. You guys had... You Jer- had Jer- Jeremy will. <laughs> you Since had, he's not here, we can nominate him for the next podcast, the, the token podcast. Okay. That works. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, you guys had, I think, what, th- four four breweries that you um, we had signed had, on at that point? Yeah, we had four breweries, um, three of which we had beer from, uh, one of which we would pretty quickly not be getting any beer from. <laughs> That's uh, a whole story within itself. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I think that was yeah. the one that we talked about the most on that episode, too. <laughs> Anybody uh, wants yeah, to we had... go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> and, then, and then Google it, and you'll, yeah, go uh, ahead, you'll go ahead. dive into a whole world of uh, excitement. If you, you still want that beer, I'm sure it's somewhere. <laughs> Not in any of our accounts. Um, so, yeah, we had... Uh, the cooler wasn't set up yet. Um, we had zero employees. Um, we had, you know, four breweries. Um, and, you know, it was definitely... The very, 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 very beginning. So, I think you guys have how many breweries now? We now have ten breweries. Um, we have. Uh, we just picked up our second uh, driver. We have two sales reps plus me, and uh, we love to get another sales rep at some point here. We're looking, talking to a lot of other breweries, seeing you know. We but we want the right fit. We're not looking for. You know, just to add to that number. Well, and, and how do you manage that growth too? Because I'm sure that there are breweries that would love to be with you guys, but with I mean, you have to be super skeptical. I mean, you have to kind of assume that it won't work. Unfortunately, guys, <laughs> uh, it's just how you know. It just has to be. You know, you ha- you have to. It's it's just very tough right now, and we have a lot of qualities that we're looking for in a brewery. It helps if people have heard of them before. It helps if they have, um, you know, some kind of plan for our region. And but you know, frankly, I mean, good people, good beer, good business. It's still kind of our guiding light as far as what we are looking for. Well, and I think that's that's probably a, a safe road to go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but but even like, you know, just just managing how fast you let that um, grow versus trying to just you know I. I'm sure that even with all the due diligence that you have to do to make sure somebody has all of those criteria, you could still go very quickly with it and it could get out of control and all of a sudden you're not able to to meet the needs of the the cellar dwellers or the wooden cask or lake rat or whoever it may be mm-hmm. that, that, that that you're you're trying to give their brand a, a fair shake. You know, it's 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 hard to manage that growth of the business more on, on kind of, I guess, the personnel side on your end mm-hmm. um, versus letting it grow and letting it become what it could become very quickly. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, <laughs> there's, it there's a question in there It definitely makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we always want to have open lines of communication with our, you know, brewery partners to make sure that everyone's needs are being met. 
we're actually pretty flexible too. If people don't think it's working out anymore, you know, we can, you know, we're not trying to hold anyone hostage. Um, and we don't have any kind of like designs on crushing a brand in Cincinnati just so we don't have to deal with them. Because that does happen, right? Uh, with yeah. other distributors. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that people now, I think it can happen. Um, I don't think anyone really tries to do it now because it's just not worth it. But uh, what we don't want to see is having, you know, we, we're very easy uh, to get into and we're trying to bring it. <laughs> but no, we, 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 like to, we like to make things um, very flexible. Um, so because we're small, we're new, we don't have a proven track record. We don't have 15 box trucks that we can have delivering to every Meyer and Target uh, in you know the Southwest Ohio area, so people are taking a little bit of a chance on us. I mean, we we're only in our thirteen thirteenth month of selling, so we have that's why we went on flexible contracts and let people kind of you know try us out, see how things work, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's you know. But Lynn's your style mm -hmm. lends to our size brewery as well. I mean, I think we did three hundred we did three hundred fifty barrels last year, mm -hmm. so we were we're tiny compared to some of these guys that are cranking out thousands upon thousands. I mean, we're just not, we're not even a percentage of what even the entire Cincinnati market is. Right. So their style lean, lends to us because we can't, I mean, if they call us tomorrow, we need this and this, 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 we, we couldn't do it. I mean, we can only do so much and it, it works great because, you know, they're growing, we're growing and they're flexible, we're flexible and, like you said, they have an open line of communication. We text probably at least once, not if three or four times a week. It's it's often, yeah. It's but it's <laughs> so like they'll give us a plan. So hey, do you have this? Well, no, but I can get it ready in a couple of days. So, it's, so when you're when you're looking at what you want to make for the next, I don't know how far out you guys forecast that kind of thing. But when you're looking at that, how much are you relying on them? to kind of guide you towards quite a bit. What, I mean, we just, yeah, we just, it's, it's quite a bit. We had a, we had a conversation just before the show started, like about our Christmas sale. Do they want it in package? I mean, how much do you think? What are you going to, you know, I mean, heck, it's what's the end of the beginning of September. And we're talking about our Christmas sale. Is that Mar Ho Ho? No, we should, that's a great name. Holy crap. Hang on. Uh, you know hang what? On. It, it, edit, edit this out. Pay it's, him whatever you get to pay him. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Morrow ho ho. Mar. <laughs> what I will say, so what I will say, it, the, yep. the, the funny circle about how all this stuff has come together um, so, like I said, we had a connection with Kyle because Kyle used to rep our beer, right? And I've been a loyal podcast listener for years. Uh, and so uh, I was in line waiting to get my wristband for uh, Cincy Winter Beer Fest. And I don't know if you remember this, but you were behind me in line, Michael. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and I'm like, hey, you're with Adina Distributing. I heard the podcast. That's awesome. I said, I, I heard you hired Kyle, you know, and how's it going? Hey, it's going well. And he looked at me and said, hey, how's it going with Cellar I said, hey, things are going great. Well, fast forward a, a few, you know, a few months later, and of course the, that was just cordial, candid conversation. Fast forward a few months later, and or a year later, whatever it may be, and then here we are sitting at the table, you know, talking about how the past few months have been. 
you know, and that's because part of what I feel like is my responsibility is, is to know what's going on in Cincy Craft Beer, to make connections, to network with people, to, you know, uh, talk to people. And, and, you know, so it's, it, it's this weird circle about how, you know, you, you meet people and, you know, all this stuff, it just sort of comes together. I mean, when you, when you meet people, you know people, um, you know, so it, that, that's, that's a, uh, an endorsement for the Cincy Brewcast. Well, you know, as much as I would love to take credit for it, it's also, you've got this distributor now that is very much a craft distributor, for lack of a better word. It's this No, they this have it on small... the truck. <laughs> is it on the truck? <laughs> it's on the truck. <laughs> this, Cincinnati's <laughs> independent craft source. Right. It's, well, that's different. That's, that's still, you know. But, you know, this, this, this homegrown, small, scrappy thing that everybody, that's, that's, that's part of what everybody loves about these, these breweries around here is that they're ours. They're, it's like it's our thing. We feel like it's, it's you know, our, our people are... Our fellow craft beer drinkers that have started making beer for us, and it's it's fun to have a distributor that feels that way too. Whereas, for ever before this, it didn't feel that way. You had you know as much as a, there are some other distributors that are doing some good stuff, it's different. It doesn't feel the same way. It's the difference between a regional brewery and a local brewery. It's 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 fun to have that too, and I think that that matches up better with a lot of breweries than some of these other guys do. Right. Uh, well, well, there are, are bolt. I mean, it's, it's like a bolt-on sales staff. These guys are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because we we're not big enough to employ or to buy a truck and employ a couple sales guys to go out and hit the pavement and do all the stuff. So it's very much a. It's. I mean, it is a partnership, but it's it's more than a partnership. It's. I mean, it's like. It, I, mean, I guess it is a partnership, but I, it's it's more than that. To be honest, it feels more than that. Is there so a fear on on your end, Michael, that your your brands that you obviously love because mm-hmm. they're your brands um is there fear that they start to outgrow you guys as things kind of grow and expand for for them not specifically seller dollar necessarily but just in general no <laughs> <laughs> well you, you know we can only grow as fast as they grow so well that's not necessarily true though well i mean, I mean we, maybe maybe for you for guys, us it is yeah but for I mean, us it is in, in kind of a bigger picture thing like there are some other breweries that and we, we've seen it happen with breweries sure. that all of a sudden a little infusion of money wherever that comes from all of a sudden they're growing very quickly and outgrowing these other things around them and you know, I, well i mean let's not let, let's not beat around the bush michael and kyle adina all together all three four five of of them are repping five are repping some of the hottest beers in Cincinnati it's outside of cellar dweller it's I mean, so funny because it's so I'll, hot I mean, I'll, I'll go pick up a, a four pack of single cut and I'll drink I'll send him a text dude this is freaking awesome because I mean, you can only drink so much of your own beer before you kind of go I'm tired of this you never get tired of your own beer oh my god nobody no, no, ever you, gets tired the of selling beer the dopest hitting Cincinnati <laughs> says the sales rep. is because Michael and Kyle and his you know the three other folks that, that are with Adina are dropping some ridiculous beer outside of Cellar Dweller I mean Cellar Dweller yeah. 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 In, so, including Cellar Dweller including us Oh, here we go. Fresh delivery. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what I was talking. I'm voting the cookies and cream. No, nope, it's cookies and cream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't crack that people. thing. You know, like people are going to try to kill us. Oh, my God. <laughs> we need. We're out. There's. 
There's two here. We need some. Um, what are some of the other things? I mean, we can we can drift away from Cincinnati a little bit. What are yeah, Michael, what are some of the other things that you, you guys have been in bringing in lately that's exciting? What maybe can I get a six barrel of for a really special event? Um, I mean, honestly, we're it's hard to say like what we're actually bringing in that because until it actually happens, that's the only time it's actually real. But there are people that we're talking to that we're pretty excited about. You know, I'm, we're, um, see, it's just hard to even know what I can talk about and what I can't. What uh, do you mean? <laughs> uh, let's say, okay, you know how people have festivals and that sort of thing. We have begun to facilitate breweries that would not necessarily distribute here um, to bring stuff in for festivals. And occasionally it has been rumored that distributors can also then sell that beer in other places consumers can enjoy that beer after purchases. Oh, I've heard yeah. these rumors. Outside so, of the festival. I have heard these yeah. rumors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that as a B1 license holder, we would be able to facilitate those deals should they come available to us. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, but seriously. So confusing. No, but... Uh, no, but, but I, so, but... Cincinnati collectively needs to thank Adina for bringing many of these brands in into the area, right? Cellar Dweller, of course, but um, I mean, single cut. And Michael, go mm-hmm. ahead and tell us who, who you're bringing in. I mean, who- oh, okay, you asked so nicely, Marco. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, there's no one that is 100% that um, isn't on our website at this point, so it's a mystery. Ah, I guess, sorry. <laughs> or maybe Perfect. legally he can't say. I don't know. I know just genuinely. I mean, there's not, um, you know, we're definitely working with a, a lot of breweries, but like it'd be kind of, frankly, just silly to, to kind of, to, 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 oh, yeah, guys, these guys are a lock. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no, I know. We do have one uh, Treehouse. Um, we're getting. <laughs> We're what? bringing them. In. No, I'm joking. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, <like>, what? <laughs> uh, but you know, um, if there's if anyone wants to let me know, like if there's some beer that they want to see, like uh, we can we can always talk to people. We probably are already talking to them, but you know, maybe there's someone we missed. Um, we really do feel like we like a lot of uh, salad roller. Yeah, salad roller. <laughs> No, it is the case that, I mean, I, uh, the 10 breweries that we have right now, I stand by the beer and all of those. I, I like all the people who work there. Um, I feel very confident that we're... Can you name the 10 that you have right now? Uh, yeah. Um, we have... Uh, in alphabetical order. I was going to do, do it in the order that we... Because that's, that's how it's listed in our system. Gotcha. Is the order that we brought their beer in. So Wooden Cast, Darkness, Alexandria... Um, Ethereal, um, Temperance, Connecticut Valley, uh, let's see, Untitled Art, Single Cut, Black Acre, and of course our friend Cellar Dweller, which that wasn't quite in the order that we brought him in, <laughs> but um, I saved the best for last. My man. Are we talking about what we're drinking here? Can we talk about this? Holy. Uh, no, you guys can't. <laughs> it so is ridiculous. We're, we're drinking something that. 
Oh, no, you guys can talk about it. That's fine. I brought no. it here. No, but I'm, I'm pretty is, sure somebody's going to stab me tomorrow like? because it, they didn't you know, you get know what their this hands tastes on. like? I haven't even got that far. It, I'm it, just smelling it. I know. So the, uh, the cheap Oreo cookies, like the generic Oreo cookies that you go out and buy in a store like, that, are, that are still extra, free. Extra, like, chocolate, like yeah, it's yeah. more. It doesn't have as much cream, but they're freaking delicious. Like, you'd just you'd eat a whole pack anyways. But that is that nails it. It is Store so brand. freaking good. Store this tastes like brand. if um, if my two year old daughter was going to design a beer, this is exactly what she would design. It would either be this or one of those uh, it's Cincinnati chili oh, beers. Oh no, it is dead on over chocolate Oreos. That is mm -hmm. freaking awesome. Oh, so yeah, we can talk about this. This is the we can. Un yeah, because <laughs> I'm confused now. I don't know what I'm allowed I, to say. And what I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> this is the Angry Chair Untitled Art collaboration that we got a tiny amount of. Um, and that was very popular. Um, it uh, it smells like over chocolatey and everything, but it doesn't. It still is kind of dry. Like it's it still is very much like a a stouty, a nice no, stouty it's, beer. It's, it's I mean, the good. aroma is stouty. killer on this beer. I mean, it, yeah, oh, it's killer. It, it just when you let's say that a case of this broke in your cooler, guess what your cooler is going to smell like. Um, for at least eight days. Ah. <laughs> and counting. That is, that, that is terrible. It broke in the cooler. Yeah, it's a bummer. For your homies. Yeah. Just like cookies and cream. Yeah, We're talking about the smell, but I don't think we've said what it is yet. No, we did. It's, it's, a, a, it's yeah. a cookies and cream imperial stout. It's very yeah. good. It's, uh, there's a lot of people that are making these like super adjuncty stouts that what? are just super, super sweet and like crazy and uh, i'm not calling anybody out specifically i'm just saying that there it is really easy to make a super adjuncty stout and make it lose some of that stout character and this doesn't do that like i smell it and i expect that and then it's not and i i like that we've made one for years it's but yours is still has the the the, the stout character yeah, to oh, it. Yeah, it does. and that's what i'm saying but, like there's but, it's easy to well, lose but just wait. It's, it's really just easy wait. to lose that there's a new one <laughs> well coming. hold on there's a new one coming out <laughs> um, i did i did hear some talk about one downstairs <laughs> yeah it'll be out shortly can we talk about that now if you want yeah, to yeah sure it is just going to be a, a peanut butter chocolate pastry stout but yeah. like over the top oh it'll be okay it, so for me okay anything anything that i like to do if it's a flavored stout or flavored beer for that matter that flavor needs to be prominent, and it needs to just kick you in your teeth. I mean, it's it, there's no if you say it's on the can, it doesn't need to be subtle. It needs to really be prominent. So it's peanut butter I chocolate. Finish one of these. It's gonna, it's gonna be a <laughs> peanut butter. Oh, basically, I want a Reese's cup that you drink. That's that's the uh, the goal for this beer. Is there any talk on just? Uh flagrantly stealing Reese's uh, marketing and just oh. letting the chips <laughs> yeah. fall where they may. You know what? Um, there's, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. You're really proud I mean, of that It's going to have our guy. Like, it'll have our so guy in really the proud of that joke. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys are all killing me with the Reese's guy. thing. It's one of my pet peeves. It's Reese's. Think of it as a guy, and his name is Reese. And it's Reese's. They're his cups. Reese's cups. This is actually oh. Reese's <laughs> Pieces. Reese's my, Pieces. Piece, uh, all right. Pieces. All of my in-laws are going to listen to this podcast, and it's going to be a test to see if they made it this far, because this is the <laughs> it's a most, fight in my family. <laughs> most brutal debate in their family. That is, is how do you pronounce Reese's Pieces? 
and I, I've just reignited it right now. So apparently so. you just got it wrong because you said Reese's, and it's, it's Reese's. Reese's. No, he, he said it right that time. Reese's. <laughs> PCs is not a word. I don't care who you are and how you what you call them. PCs was never a word. It is not a word. Reese's PCs. That's what I call them. I used to go to Friendly's as a kid. Give him a Reese PCs Sunday. Right. Oh wow! This is funny because I used to go there and like get a the, PC of pie. <laughs> this is like the opposite of like the lambic discussion. It's like the other side of, of the coin. It's just we're, how do you pronounce? It's actually, candy? lambic, lambic, lambic. <laughs> this is a it, you can't call it a Reese's pieces beer unless it's done in the Reese's region of of America. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, it has to be a Reese's style stout. Right, inspired by. Yeah. Yeah, brewed and packaged. I wonder. Tomorrow. I wonder if you could get away with calling a uh, a peanut butter cup stout Reese's and like spell it like out Reese's because you can spell it like pieces with an R and then claim it's Reese's and I, I don't know maybe that you can get away with that because you're not supposed to say pieces either pieces either but people do it all the time. Oh, is do. is this going to be the first? Brewcast that is featured in a copyright lawsuit. Possibly. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't think there's like any there's, kind of trademark or copyright law about me talking about there's it. There's going to be an editing um, process, I assume. If I play one of their commercials, no. I might get in trouble. <laughs> I'd prefer there was. Um, so yeah, you guys want to talk about this non-adjunct stout that we're drinking right Correct. now? Yeah, yes. I'm, yes. I'm digging this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like almost. I mean, not that. But it's, it's interesting to to just kind of taste beer. But it's it's got a sweetness. It's a sweet stout. It's, it's yeah. got a oh, sweet edge to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a monster stout. I think like back in the day, it would have been, you know, people would have considered it to be a very exuberant stout. This is the Voodoo Untitled Art Imperial Stout. Um, it's now it feels <laughs> like you didn't add any candy, you didn't add any lactose, you didn't put it in a barrel. It's almost like a measure of restraint. So at a, this point, it's a big beer, though. I think somebody added some alcohol. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is that? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, uh, uh, it's a monster. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't lead to that. It doesn't, it's not hot. It doesn't taste it at all. It's fantastic. No, that's actually what I've been telling people all week when they're complaining or, or worried about the quantity they are going to get or of, of, of the other beers that we've had. Like, this beer is also fantastic. And I'm pretty that's, sure yeah. um, people are going to thoroughly enjoy it. It's fantastic. Sorry, I'm sniffing my beer. No, go for it. It's all right. From the beer fridge part two, we're just diving in the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's more to come. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit more. And then there's draft. So, uh... Clearly... And, you know, the, the Oktoberfest, you know, it, you had a good enough response to, to pick up more, and, that, and that's great. Um, have you had any, any backlash on the ABV of it uh, when you talk to accounts, or are they good with the 7%? I mean, unlike, I mean, no, you know. <laughs> Let me be fair. It's all, 7% is really close to a lot of the other, other Oktoberfests around town. When you really break it down, it's not that far off. It's like a... Well, that's what we thought, like you know. A, before, the, the, I had the, to make some kind of determination in there. It was really know, hard. So, the so we, we have a saying. We have a saying that we, like, for our festival every summer, we have to, the, 
every year that uh, Steve, the old brewer here, had it was never trust a skinny brewer. Just call Steve old. No, the old, the old brewer. The old brewer. I would he's, never call him old. <laughs> the previous the, brewer. The previous. older, the old brewer. Previous brewer. He he had a saying. It was a banner that we posted up front. It said never never trust a skinny brewer, and that was his saying. My saying is we can brew a, a, a lower ABV beer, but why? Because <laughs> we you know why we we I like a six and a half seven percent is my is my kind of my my wheelhouse. That's my middle ground. I don't I don't I mean our, and it sucks because our our mash ton is tiny. So just to give you an idea, so this Governor Morrow that we had to do, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was mashing in, and I brewed it by myself because Marco was busy. And I mashed in and got halfway through the mash and realized pretty quickly that the grain bill was a lot larger than the mash ton could handle. So I did a, did a full mash, drained the mash ton, added the more grain, second mash, and then we, so it was a two mash, one boil for this, for this beer. That's mm. that's why it, you know it's eight eight seven it's eight two eight seven eight seven eight seven eight seven yeah. eight seven seven. By it's, the way. Yeah, it's eight seven seven. We should have rounded it to eight eight, but we didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so it's that that's you know it, it, it's just the way we do things here. I get it. Look, I was not crapping on the beer. I think it's fantastic. For yeah. the record, so we went camping this last week, and so right after this big October, you mean you show, and Jeremy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in craft beer, Joe? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. No, we uh, and and there was a lot of Oktoberfest beer in my cooler because because you bought six I, packs. Everything. I just I had to go around town buying all these six packs, and uh, the first six pack that was gone, I'm not going to name names, but it's a beer you're familiar with. Just saying, <laughs> awesome. just because it's delicious and especially put me in that situation. Now it's it, it's a winner. So I mean. I don't know if it's on the same subject, but this is why I don't pick favorites. Either. This is why I don't do beer showdowns because I love everybody. There's there's a place no, for all the of these love. beers. We felt the love. <laughs> we were very honored. We had a, a guest come in today who heard your podcast and said, "Hey, I have to have the best Oktoberfest in Cincinnati. That's why I'm here." Um, Just wait so, until I do go to the Mason Oktoberfest and have to sit down with Sonder and explain to them why there's well, the those, first one eliminated. Those guys are really They're going to give me big. some shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luke and Chase, man, it's like standing between oh, man. two trees. <laughs> um, so, but to many, many of the points before, if you had, if you had, like, uh, Kyle was saying, crying over Browns games, and somebody was saying some, uh, something about, uh, oh, CJ was saying sitting by a fire. I mean, when you go into fall and autumn, I mean, you got Oktoberfest beer, but in packaged, and I think this is a, a great question in the sense of, you know, are we, are we looking to package the right beers? In packaged, what are you going for in fall, in autumn, that... You know, you, you're looking for in packaged. Right. Well, in, in in that not just packaged in any beer style, when you're picking up a beer or sitting down in a bar, like why why are you picking this one over this one over this one? There's they all fit these different situations and different uh, experiences, I guess, that you're going for. And sometimes you may want that one that is that is a little bit lighter. You may not, CJ, but that's okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes you might want a big, you know, 12% Imperial Stout or something. They just, it, they all fit these different situations for me. And um, that's well, what made the, that's what made the Oktoberfest thing so difficult is because coming into it, I thought in my head, I knew, our, I like Oktoberfest. I love Oktoberfest beers. This will be a piece of cake. And then as soon as I started tasting them and starting seeing how different 
just you know the ones that we had even how different they were i'm like oh my god now i gotta figure out what makes a good oktoberfest for me and i i still am not sure that i could really define that (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i asked the question because i i certainly wanting to make sure that that we're making uh beer styles and and keeping seasonality in mind and and what what guests are or you know their preferences are when they walk in and certainly there's going to be many things that are, are going to be typical or even core beers but um, we want to make sure that we have you know a, a nice offering as the season changes and offering a seasonal beer is great but i mean maybe tastes change enough to where you have two or three maybe different styles. Like I talked earlier about our uh, Irish Red, which uh, it, I really feel is a fantastic beer. Um, I, I, I don't think it move, it would move so great in the summer, um, but I, I do think it's a really hearty offering and a very solid, you know, um, f- uh, autumn, fall, type of of offering i also know like quite a bit of quite a few beer drinkers that if you ask them like what's your favorite style of beer they would say a red ale or an amber or something along that too so i i don't know yeah maybe right in that but i think michael could speak to it maybe kyle uh kyle you know both of you talk to accounts um so what's the demand out there like for an irish red <laughs> None. I would say no comment. <laughs> My dad drink that. Well, actually, um, I would I would go ahead and say that I have several accounts that perpetually keep a red on. A red. There's always, but how many yeah. are, how many reds are there that they have to choose from then? Well, not that many because they're always like, hey, what do you have for a red? I mean, Killians. it's not like yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. There's not a whole lot of people out there that are just like trying to shove reds down in everybody's faces. So we have one called um, Kilt Up. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, well, the, the, a nice thing you know to answer that call with. I mean, we have, right. we have several in, our, in a, you know, sure in our inventory that we can be. Like, oh yeah, here you go. But there, there's a lot of you know because you have to placate to everybody. You can't just be like, I love IPAs. I got to have 40 IPA taps. I mean, you have I've, to. I've been to keep it down to like 30. to keep it down to like 30. Yeah, I, I like yeah. It. I'd rather be there. I mean, so ideally, we actually, we actually have a really good customer here. He's 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 English, and he was actually a um, um, a Premier League soccer player. He comes a long way to get beer. Well, he's so lives, he lives here. Oh. He lives here. Yeah, he lives here, <laughs> and he's and he's he's actually a, he's a uh, private soccer coach. I think he coached for Xavier for quite a while. But he was yelling at us for an English style bitter, and Kenny, the owner here, absolutely loves Killian's. That's just one of his favorite beers. So we kind of did a morph between a, an English style bitter and an Irish red, and came up with our kilt up. That and, sounds right up my uh, my wheelhouse. That sounds uh, really good. So that's that's where we're at. And that, he uh, he was he was screaming at us all summer. You have to put this back on. You have to put this back on. And so for the we, record, don't scream at your uh, your local brewery. Like, talk no, nice. No, no pl- please do. We don't mind. <laughs> There's no screaming in the winery. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he just asked forcefully. <laughs> So, so we, we went well, but when we you do it again. with a British accent, it's so much nicer. <laughs> right, you know, so it sounds just, polite. You know, or it makes you feel like a child. <laughs> no, like I, <laughs> what accent would like there? Most of the accents that I can think of in my head, like if somebody's yelling at me with that accent, it's like it's more forceful. Oh, go ahead with. I mean, do your. Oh uh, no! I'm, no okay. <laughs> All right, so not that show. But All I mean, right. think so. Like you know, think about those common accents you think of, like. 
I mean, English is, I guess, the one that yeah, would probably be for sure. Oh, like German? I don't know. Brazilian? Shouts you with a German accent? That's... Does anybody do a Brazilian accent? No. No, wait. Even... You were just no, there. No, no. No, weren't you just in? Back. What is a Brazilian accent? I was. I no, was weren't you just in Brazil? Adam yeah. was just in Brazil. I was. Portuguese. They speak Portuguese. They speak a lot of languages there. No, they speak Portuguese. Okay, I understand. <laughs> and, and like, English is not one of the languages that they my, speak in My Brazil. Portuguese is just as well as their English. It was awful. Okay. So the reason we hire Adam is he he, uh, he does IT for a dist uh, distiller. Atari mm -hmm. distilleries. And he travels as well outside of Morrow and Mason. So we're hoping Kenwood to get some of Montgomery. <laughs> so we hope we can get some of these rum barrels from them, maybe. I was just in Jamaica last week. Yep. Jamaica. Jamaica, mom. Oh, there it accent. is. There's there the accent. That if somebody mom. shouts at you Finally. in that accent, it is not forceful. That's the one. Jamaican. <laughs> I mean, I, have you not can, seen Cool Runnings? I mean, they oh, can be very forceful. That is a no, very dated <laughs> reference, but I love that reference. If I had a dollar for every time I heard Jamaica, mom, or just mom, hey, mom, yeah, hey, mom. Hey. Hey. I the, uh, the only thing I can do with a Jamaican accent is uh, bacon. Because somebody told me if you just say beer can, it bacon, comes out bacon. as bacon with a Jamaican accent. Go ahead and try it. Do it. I just did it. Beer can. Beer can. It sounds like beer, beer can. can. It well, sounds like beer can. It does because I just yeah. said it to you guys. But <laughs> trust me. We are also surrounded by beer cans. So <laughs> context so might be. Yeah. If you say we're, also, of, we're also 17 minutes over a lot the, uh, of dead soldiers. Oh, thank can, God. There's a lot of stuff Jamaica. I've said that can be edited out. I don't edit. That takes too much time. I have to have this up by Monday. <laughs> Do we right. want to talk about the very last? This is a yes, good yes, this yes, is really yes, yes. So this is Jackknife Juggernaut. Nobody has this now, so no one can be mad that we're drinking it. Um, we uh, just got this in today from this single is single cut. Who? This is this is from Astoria, uh, Queens, New York. Um, we just picked this up today. A little Take bit. All my money. Okay, fine. Yeah, this is very. <laughs> good. I accept. Do you have Venmo? <laughs> All my money. I know it's a fantastic uh, double dry hopped IPA. Um, as a sharp little can that does not translate well over podcast. <laughs> but um, what did you guys think? Did you like it? No, I like it. I dig it. It was fantastic. I'll be looking for this. Really great. Cool. And if you slap that <laughs> label on Governor Morrow, we would be rich. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very similar. It's 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 a great beer. It, do we know what it's hopped with? No, they they uh, they're hops. They do not oh, secret hops. They are always uh, secret about their hops. It's good. It um, it doesn't jump out as like this big overly like super fruity. Where I feel like a lot of people are leaning that way. It still has some kind of uh, more kind of an old school kind of character to it to mm -hmm. me. Um, but soft, if mm -hmm. that makes any sense. No, it, it does. I mean, I feel like that encapsulates the beer pretty well. Um, it's not like you're drinking out of, uh, you know, canned uh, juice out of a canned fruit uh, can, but uh, it definitely has a little bit of, uh, you know, it, it's a late hop edition um, IPA, double dry hopped. It's good. It's, it's, it's actually really good. Um, I would love to... Uh, to have a podcast where I spend a lot of time just digging into beers from other markets because there's so many things that I'm learning <laughs> that I just, you know, if I didn't consume every minute of my life trying to drink everything in Cincinnati that I would love to, to really dig into because there's some really fun stuff out there. 
Yeah, there is also a lot of fun stuff in Cincinnati that I think people might miss. Um, There's a lot. You do a great job trying to, try. to get to all the breweries. I try very hard. <laughs> I mean, you, you. I think you're unlucky. A couple more just opened up this week. Well, there's officially just one more this week at yeah. Cincy Brewing Company. Um, Big Ash is technically having their grand opening, I think, next week it's, or something. It's like Friday. It's this Friday. It's tomorrow. Friday. It's it's tomorrow. Friday. So yeah, yeah. it just happened. Tomorrow. You're listening to this. It's tomorrow. Um, yeah. It was. And you can go and serve ago. yourself a beer. <laughs> What's you can, your guys' opinion on that? I think the I think it's great. Uh, you can also serve yourself some guest taps, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of fun. Serve in wine. Isn't there supposed to be they have wine on tap? Wine on draft as well. Yeah. You could also serve yourself a big glass of foam and then get mad that you just paid a bunch of money. Well, there's a little bit. There's a little bit to that. I hear there's supposed to be some sort of uh, beer wizard who is supposed to make sure that if that indeed happens, that you know they they, they do the right thing for that. I, I, it, Kyle and I have had beer off that system. It, you're not going to get a bunch of foam. I mean, so they have that is I mean, their so. baby. That is they. You're not. It's, it's not going to screw you. But you've got no, because you have, you have you different have styles of beer. Yeah. But you're going to have di- well, I guess you can set the pressure for different different styles. But you're going to have different carbonation levels, different style beers. They, I, I they, they know that that's an issue, sure. and they they have addressed it. I mean, you kind of have yeah. to put like effort. Into pouring a bad beer. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, though it's, it's the, really the neat. great thing about. It, I mean, they charge you by the ounce. So if you're not sure of something, you just pour yourself four ounces and, and then move on. It's it's, sure. it's a novel concept. You know, uh, I am used to drinking beers a uh, uh, pint or a funnel at a time. Sure. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard that about you. <laughs> you guys, As a Browns fan, do you yeah. guys think it affects that? And you guys probably aren't the best place to ask this because you don't really have a tap room in the traditional sense but does it affect yeah. that relationship from the drinker to well, the well i think what with i think their intention and this is only based off of what i've read uh you know and and with any interaction i've had with anybody from big ash uh which is that the intention is the intimacy is supposed to come from the experts that they hire to be staffed at those positions because they're also they're not just uh, serving craft beer, they also want to be a destination for bourbon, um, and then I think uh, wine on tap as well. And what they, I, from what I hear, is you know they they want to they want to do it right to 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 a, the level of expectation that a um, a casual drinker would want, and then to the level of expectation that you know a, a more connoisseur drinker would want and so if they actually accomplish that that'd be fantastic and and i i I hope they do because that it's a very novel concept and you know that that would be great Uh, we talked to some of the people that they hired it does seem like they got some sharp people there Uh, Um, i'm I'm curious to see how it works no i I think i mean no one in cincinnati is doing the self-serve tap thing that's something you've seen in other markets i think that's definitely something brewery is doing it uh somewhere there's um what is the place? There's a place in Covington that has a bar downstairs that has it. See, I'm completely ignorant to I'm, liquor I'm, license holders in Kentucky. So that I'm, I'm bad about this. I need mean, <laughs> Andy Foltz here for. Where are you, Andy? Um, yeah, there's a place. It's probably still out in the woods. <laughs> didn't you take him in the woods? I didn't take him in the woods. Oh, I thought you took him in the woods. No, I never oh, took him in the woods. What oh, did I take him okay. in the woods for? <laughs> I thought, you guys were in the woods. No, I was never years. in the woods with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Now I'm confused. 
No, you did that. I took took my wife, and my two year old, into the woods. Oh, and he doesn't go with you on those things. No, oh. he doesn't. He doesn't just like <laughs> hang out with me all the time. Okay. Well, when him. you only hear Cincy Brewcast <laughs> once a week, you think you guys travel together. <laughs> we, we don't travel together. We see each other um, when we're drinking. <laughs> That's about. Although I was drinking in the woods, so I guess that uh, I mean, he should have been there. Where were you, Andy? Where is Andy no, now? No. I don't actually know. I, I I do know. You do know? Mm-hmm. Is he working? I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, we should probably wrap this up since we're almost an hour and a half, and it's supposed to be an hour show in theory. Although we won't get kicked off the internet. I have learned that. You can just kind of do what you want. Um, what do you guys want people to know about Cellar Dweller that you think they don't know? Hmm. Governor well, Morrow coming out in cans sometime around October. Yeah, absolutely. I, that that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we 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 do like this beer enough uh, from the initial, you know, from the initial go to say, you know what, that this this would be a good beer to put in cans. The six uh, guys at this table. Yeah, that's all. That's absolutely. all. That's all. That's had it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we we unanimously, unanimously uh, think this should be in cans. Um, we do have a stout coming out, which is not eye opener. Um, so hopefully everybody will be excited that a brewery that is uh, known for having a, a great stout is going to put out another one. Um, we have Oktoberfest coming up, which everyone should come out and have a great time. Hopefully our partners from Medina will be out to have a great time. I don't know what your schedules are, but um, you know, other than that, uh, yeah, packaged out, and you know, give us a shot. Uh, it's it's out more now than it's ever been, and if you've never had our stuff, uh, you know, have our stuff. And thank you to Michael and Kyle and the whole team at Adina uh, for putting us out there. Um, but you know, we we need a a, a positive uh, reaction uh, from the public. And uh, what I know is, if you buy it you'll like it and if you buy it and you like it and you buy it again then you know the the bars the uh, you know the the craft uh, brew places uh, will certainly be happy to not just continue to stock packaged but get us on tap at other places and on tap for some of the other stuff that we do I mean eye opener selling tap uh, around town I mean without a doubt but I mean, we do other stuff, too, that's certainly well worth a, a tap handle around Cincinnati. So uh, please give us a shot. And, and uh, you know, when, when you like us, don't just tell us. Don't just give a, you know, Facebook. Uh, don't just give a. Don't tell just your give friends. A, tell them to try. <laughs> tell the person behind the bar, you know. Find someone who, who makes a difference in whether we're going to get on tap or not. And say, hey, you know, th- this is stuff that. I really like and my friends like and you know that that would be a, a huge help so. and and i would say come out here too because there's there are a whole lot of tap rooms in cincinnati or i guess i should say greater cincinnati um and it's really hard to create an atmosphere that is different and there is nobody that has a place like this that is a brewery in cincinnati what brewery can you grill your own filet or new york strip <laughs> None. Come out here on a Friday or Saturday and grill your own steak. We have sides. I mean, it is. It's 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 awesome. I mean, you can just you grill like you would at your house. You have to clean up. 
<laughs> yeah. You don't have to clean up and you don't have to prepare the sides. I mean, and you get to have, you know, beer or, you know, for those people out there that like wine, you know, Your girlfriend wine. doesn't like beer. Yeah, that's right. I mean, absolutely. Your girlfriend absolutely. or your boyfriend or whatever it is. There's guys yeah, that just, just drink I mean, wine too. I'm sure. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. But I mean, <laughs> we, we. I'm sure they exist somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I've always said this though. Trying to be inclusive. The first time I've ever had eye opener, like that would be my ideal 6 a.m. tailgating beer. It it's a hazelnut mine. coffee stuff that just goes down. Oh yeah. Like. Super smooth. That's my weekend coffee. So, well, exactly. Like, come here for a Friday night, grow your steak, and then Saturday, um, get hammered at Nipper Stadium, drinking a hazelnut coffee sap. That's right. Heck yeah. Can, can you legally endorse that? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I, they bring it themselves, of course, right? Right. I mean, I, I do think that, I mean, there's obviously no game at Nipper Stadium this weekend, but I do think that people and the fans of the Cincinnati Bearcats might be in need of some alcohol. I mean, we'll, I guess we'll know. We'll uh, find out. We'll know. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, you'll know one way or another we'll what happened right. this week. Oh, <laughs> oh, there is that. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, they're in Columbus this week. It's going oh, to go one gosh. way or another. Hell is real, gentlemen. Hell <laughs> is real. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, cheers, guys. And for anybody that wants to know more about Cellar Dweller, um, their, their website might look like it is still from 1970. Um, <laughs> it was created but, when the but winery opened. The information that is there is still good information, still and accurate. you can find what's what's on tap and what's happening. You've actually you got, are on really tap good with page. The, they do really good with the events too. Like it stays kind of up to date about what's yeah. happening, and 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 um, so get on there or. Yeah, subscribe to us on Untapped. Well, that's pretty. That's always accurate. I mean, that's yeah, always up to date. Untapped is. I mean. The the untapped wizard is CJ, and he makes sure that our untapped word tries to stay as accurate as possible. Absolutely. And if you know of a beer brand that is not here that you wanted here, um, send them a message and Adina a message and say, hey, we want you guys in Cincinnati, and we know these people that are happy to do it for you. Um, thank you guys very much. Yeah, Cheers. Absolutely. And, uh, Cheers. Um, Cheers. Cheers. For anybody that listens to the show... <laughs> That is not an appropriate. Uh, it's got some. It's got beer in it. Um, As Marco drinks a pitcher, tell, tell, tell everybody you know about the show and uh, spread that around too, because that's how this thing grows. You know, we don't do any kind of paid advertising or anything. So you have no, to tell Patreon. people. Well, that's different. That's well, you got to no. But, so those are people that already listen. I want new people. And you know, I, to, yeah, I'm to supposed to Patreon. I'm yeah. supposed to say you can go to Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome. Thank you. Yeah. You're filling the Andy roll right now. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome. If you love the show and you can uh, you can donate some of your hard-earned money to uh, to me and to make my wife happy that um, there's something coming in instead of just going out. So <laughs> there's a lot that goes out. Um, and like I said, please share our show with your friends. And uh, we'll be back next week at the common beer company i think next week and then after that i believe is mason Oktoberfest. but um we'll uh we'll be back and uh if you don't already listen to drinking with a gnome listen to drinking with a gnome because sometimes we drink booze on that show and that's always fun since he broadcast the voice of sensei craft <laughs> <laughs>